0: The Heat Check Podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Heat Podcast. I'm David Olson, and I'm joined, as always, on the other line. He's the least happy man in the Bahamas. It's Anthony Chang. Anthony, what's going
1: on? It's not that I'm not happy. I'm happy to be in the Bahamas. I'm grateful, but uh, the weather isn't so great right now. Um, I'm alone, you know, like, you know, I miss my family. I wish the weather was great so I can go to the lazy river. I can't do any of that, so... No, it's just different. It doesn't even feel like I'm in the Bahamas. I'm just in a hotel.
0: Are you? Uh, how many pina coladas deep are you?
1: Zero. But maybe I'll get one later. We'll see. Uh,
0: Anthony, it is uh, basketball season. Uh, training ca- We're recording this on Tuesday, so actually the first day of training camp for the Heat in Nassau, uh, Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony is at the Bahamar Mar Resort.
1: Um, pretty much. Beautiful all resort, by the way. Beautiful resort, by the way.
0: I've, I've been to Atlanta. I went to the, the. We can talk about this later. I went to the Bahamas yeah. Bowl and I, at Atlanta, and I stayed at Atlantis for a night there. I've not been to Bahamas. Mar, so. Um.
1: Yeah, my first time. Impressed. I'm impressed.
0: Um, so anyway, basketball uh, is back. Anthony will be down in the Bahamas uh, for most of this week. Obviously, uh, media day was yesterday uh, on Monday, and uh, it was a day all about extensions. I would say. <laughs>
1: It's a good one.
0: I like that. Yeah, you like that?
1: <laughs> You're just even uh, saving that one all summer? Or? I
0: have. Well, I, well no, because I didn't know Jimmy Butler was going to show right. up uh, okay. with his hair looking like that. Um, but I was kind of, I was, I've was, saved it for the pod. I, I could have okay. tweeted it yesterday. I, like I it. saved it for the pod. Um, Jimmy Butler shows up with extensions. Tyler Hero talks about an extension. Um, But in all seriousness, the real story, um, it's kind of, the extension thing is kind of real because... Uh, that still remains kind of the biggest story looming over this team, right? Is is what will Tyler here, will Tyler Hero get that deal? Um, but largely the the story is this team is very similar to yep. what it was last year, as we've talked about a lot. Um, I thought Bam, um, I was not out at media day, but obviously I was following it all day. I thought Bam's kind of openness about the idea that you know it's him and Tyler kind of got to be the the two who step up. Um, I, I thought was probably kind of maybe the most interesting thing to come out of the day, except for Jimmy Butler's hair. Um, what was yeah. your, your biggest takeaway coming out of Monday?
1: Um, I mean, that's a good one that both him and Tyler's agreed that they are the biggest keys to the heat, taking another step forward, even though they bring back the same roster. And that's mm-hmm. evident because they're the two brightest young stars on the team. Yep. Right. So you need them to talk about leap. all summer. Yep. Leap. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing that sticks out to me, which, it's not surprising, but it just became so evident as we spoke to guys on Monday at Me today. His team is the same, pretty much, except for P.J. Tucker. The rotation is going to look fairly similar. trader as Jimmy Butler called him. But it's going to look different. Like, it's going to be the sa- a lot of the same guys, but it's going to look different. Because, first of all, naturally, there's going to be a new four, starting four, right? Whether it's Kate, Kayla Martin, Haywood Highsmith, or the Eco Small with Max Drews at the four, Jimmy Butler says he does not want to play like the four. We're,
0: like, we're going to say Jimmy Butler does not play the four, but Max Struess is going to play the four. Yeah, sure. Yeah.
1: Well, if But the thing is, that, yeah, if Max plays the four, then we know it's just Eric Spoelstra trying to tell, you know, Eric how you play better. the four without <laughs> saying he's playing the four. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, my bet is still on K at the start, but we'll see. Um, Tyler Hero might start, right? That would be a big change. Yeah. That would push Max Struess on the starting lineup, which, by the way, Max Struess yesterday was Pretty like clear when he said I plan and hope to start this year. Like I want to be a starter. That's my goal. And I think we played well when I was in the starting lineup. So it's not like Max is just going to get up that starting spot easily and just will you know hand it off to Tyler. That's going to be a competition. um Three we talked about this summer. Guys are on Bam to shoot more, take more shots. Yep. Pat Riley challenged him to be you know consistently take maybe 15 shots a game. I think Bam averaged 13 shots a game last year. Bam said on Monday his goals take 18 shots a game. So, I mean, we've all heard this before, right? right. We'll see it. We'll see if Bam actually takes that takes on that you know bigger scoring role. Um, and then the bench rotation. Omar Yurtseven, will he be in the rotation? He made a case yesterday to like anybody who would listen basically on me today that he thinks he can play alongside Bam. Um so yeah, they're a lot of the same guys, but it could look pretty different um, next year just because of the rotation tweaks you know younger guys growing into bigger roles whether it's bam whether it's tyler whether it's max or caleb it's going to look a little different um and i think that became really really clear at me today
0: yeah they are in an interesting spot where no they did not change a lot of the roster but whether it is um challenges from the coaching staff or management um they either expect guys to be slightly different players this year um, or just like you said, young guys knowing that, you know, just the natural improvement, you know, Jimmy Butler is kind of the only guy you look at this roster and you say, like, he can be the exact same guy he was last year. And this team um, will be fine. Right. Like, you know, you, you can run down the list. Obviously we just talked about Bam and Tyler as guys who, who know, they need to take a leap and coaches have and players, you know, they all talk, talk about the ways that those guys can improve. Uh, you can all, all the young guys, Caleb Martin, Max Struce, nice. Yurt guys you just mentioned, all guys who really kind of had their first taste of like really meaningful NBA basketball last year. Um, you know, they all had varying degrees of experience before, but last year was really the year they solidified themselves. And even in Yurt's case, didn't didn't even really have that, but like guys who kind of asserted themselves as like they are NBA players here to stay, got multi-year deals a lot of out of it. Um, and then Kyle Lowry, which is one guy we haven't mentioned yet. Obviously, the 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 challenge from Pat Riley about him getting in better shape. The Heat obviously uh, expect that. There was a lot of uh, a lot of very close Instagram watching um, of of what he was posting all summer. Um, interesting to hear him kind of come back at, at media day and kind of. Brush some of those Brush ideas off. away, yeah. 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 Um, but again, like everyone across the board except Jimmy Butler, I think there's an expectation that they should come back better this year. Obviously, it doesn't work like that, guys. No n- development is never linear, and and obviously, a guy like Kyle Lowry at, at his age, it's kind of hard to necessarily bank on him becoming a totally different guy. But the Heat, I think, I expect pretty much everyone on this roster to be better than they were last year whether it is just based on experience or improvement or, um, you know, adding different things to their games like star players are supposed to do.
1: Yeah, I think that's that's all right. And I think we should get into Kyle. You, you kind of mentioned there briefly yeah. Kyle Lowry's comments, which I think was a big part of me today, right? Um, that, you know, we all knew what the storyline around you know around Kyle Lowry was, his conditioning, his, will he be in shape, will he be in better shape? I for one never thought Kyle Lowry was in bad shape. I must say, like I thought a lot of the talk was overblown because of the hamstring injury. The regular season. Mm-hmm. No one talked, you know, no one's we know we know Kyle Lowry's body type, right? We know that. He's had that body for his entire pretty much entire NBA career. No one spoke about whether he's in shape or wasn't in, in good conditioning or bad conditioning. He was fine. He was basically as advertised when he was on the court in the yeah. regular season. We were real I mean I remember us
0: talking at the beginning of the year as he an all-star before the injury yeah, happened. Like, like I think he, like he was exactly like forgot. Was needed.
1: Yeah. yeah, and yes, in the playoffs, he was not himself. He tweaked a hamstring, like, in the third game of the first round. He missed a lot of time, came back, wasn't the same because of his hamstring. It wasn't because he wasn't in good shape. So, that's just my opinion, but he was obviously asked about Kyle Raleigh's comment about getting into better shape, world-class shape, and Kyle Lowry's, quote was interesting. He said, it's whatever. Honestly, he has his opinion, right? Everyone has their opinion, and it doesn't do anything for me. All I do is motivate myself. I always motivate myself. You rarely see guys kind of that dismissive toward Pat Riley. Honestly, I don't even remember. Yeah. I got yeah. being that dismissive to Pat Riley. Did he mean it in a negative way? I, we don't know, right? We're not in Kyle Lowry's head. But he obviously wasn't like super – didn't seem like he was super thrilled by the comment. So yeah. it, it's just um, – it was definitely interesting to hear Kyle's response to everything. Um Kyle looks good, you know. We'll, I, I'm sure he's gonna be a big part of what this team does this season again, as uh, obviously.
0: Yeah, it. I, I think the thing with Kyle Lowry is like he, yeah, you know, he's gonna be a Hall of Famer probably based on yeah. the playing the style he plays. That with that, you know, he's had that same body, go back to when he was at uh Villanova and he looked pretty similar. Um, and obviously worked for him, you know. It, it he's always kind of been doubted because of that a little bit, right? You know, he was not a highly drafted guy, bounced around a lot of different teams before kind of break. I think it was Houston. He finally broke out, um, kind of became like a fringe all-star guy. And then obviously went to another level in Toronto. But I think there was like, you know, like, like with any, you look at a player like that and your natural instinct was going to be, if this guy was in like kick-ass shape, how good could he be? And I think the hope when he got to Miami is obviously the heat is famous for conditioning tests and all that kind of stuff. And I think the idea was if he, showed up like, you know, he's what? how old is he now? 35,
1: 36, I think.
0: 36. Yeah. Like, you know, to play yeah, 36 years old, to, to keep playing at 36, you got to be in incredible shape. Yeah. And I think the hope was like, if he did that, he would kick into another gear and extend his window here for a couple more years. And, and like, you know, like you said at the beginning, he was awesome at the beginning of the year. Um, Kind of exactly what this team was missing from a year before, you know, not scoring at a super high level, but he was up there in assists. Um, you know, he's obviously a good defender still, um, you know, when he's healthy and, you know, he's giving them a, uh, sh- another three point shooter, which they really kind of needed at various, uh, year before. Um, and then the injury, I think kind of, like you said, skewed a lot of the perceptions about him. If he comes back and he's the guy he was at the beginning of last year and he can maintain that, through an 82 game season, obviously not playing all 82 games, but go from day one to the end of the year and, and be that same guy in the playoffs, I I think the conditioning stuff will be overblown. But again, he's 36, coming off an injury. Um, the point guards tend to fall off uh, off a cliff when they fall off, so I think it's I think people who are clamoring for him to get in better shape, it's it's fair. Um, but like you said, it's it's shouldn't be a surprise that he's not looking like what was it, it was like someone was like he's not Ky- Tyler here obviously like he, it's not a surprise yeah, he's going to look kind of like this how do you think he looks how do you
1: think he looks yeah it's, it's a different body type right I think he looks fine I think it looks very similar yeah. to last year and that's not a bad. like he was again if he's healthy he would have been exactly what he needed in that Boston series a guy who could mm-hmm. operate in the pick and roll and kind of you know shoot in that little pocket there you know, off the remember, screen it, and his, pull up his struggles like,
0: in the playoffs were so much shooting and yes yeah.
1: but it was the but the hamstring was and that's, a huge part of that's it. hamstring
0: yeah. that's not fitness that's like you know your
1: legs and an argument made okay if he was in better shape he wouldn't have gotten injured we don't know that you could say that and maybe that's true but we have no idea um mm-hmm. whether that played a role in tweaking his hamstring like guys tweak I, all guys lebron james tweaked his hamstring or growing a couple years ago LeBron's in great shape like i i, yeah. I don't know how much that had to do with with Kyle Lowry's injury, so um, yeah, I mean, it was again, it was an interesting comment that made headlines, right? He was a little bit dismissive, but I think both sides kind of understand what the common goal is, and I'm sure they'll be fine. But it just, um, I guess, so it's not what you expected um, to hear from Kyle when he was, you know, when when you when we asked him to to respond to that, just because we haven't heard many guys with that tone uh, when addressing uh, Pat. Yeah, I
0: can't remember anyone ever like say doing something like that with pat riley like even lebron after he left like and 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 riley you don't mess with the godfather right
1: yeah and and maybe pat likes it i don't know maybe pat but you know pat like he's maybe he he, he loves he loves that you know kind of riling guys up uh no pun intended um so maybe he likes that you know (laughs) don't shake your head at me uh, maybe maybe he likes that that Kyle Lowry feels a certain way. I don't know, but um, point is, I think Kyle's gonna be fine as long as he stays healthy. He's gonna be is essential for the Heat this season as far as reaching their ceiling as a team.
0: So uh, I, I'm I'm, re, I'm I've got the the Barry did live updates. Barry Jackson, our colleague, did yeah. like kind of live updates. he just been to the podium. I think a pretty good roundup. Just like if you want the quick hits on. All the stories, obviously you and Barry and you know, broke out bigger stories out of the day as well. But just if you're, if you're looking for this kind of all the n- bits of news, that's a good place to start. Um, Tyler Hero mentioned one of his goals is to be an all star, which is not surprising. So if the Heat has three all stars this year, do you think it's more likely that the third guy is Tyler Hero or Kyle Lowry?
1: Probably Tyler Hero because he's going to put up bigger scoring numbers. Um, and yeah, Usually that's not. what gets you in the all-star game it's not the 12 points five rebounds and seven assists right it's the averaging 21 points on 47 percent shooting and 39 percent shooting on three so i would give the edge of tyler Hero. yeah
0: i think the narrative is gone. on like we said there there was kind of a narrative case for tyler here at the start of last year before the entry and obviously that's gone now in year two
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: All right. Um, other big takeaways from the day. Uh, you touched on it a little bit, Jimmy Butler not playing the four. What, what did you make of that?
1: thought that was funny. That's just Jimmy being Jimmy. Is that just, I okay, mean,
0: that's just all shtick?
1: Well, I don't think he wants to play the four. And he said it again today on Tuesday, the first day of practice in the Bahamas. He said, I hope there are four guys competing for the power forward spot, so I don't have to do it. Um, <laughs> he does not want to play the four. And Why does and he that's not want to play
0: the four? I kind of don't get it.
1: Yeah, I don't, don't, I don't, I don't understand either. But it's a thing. I, LeBron apparently, I was told by other writers who cover the team at that point. LeBron was the same thing when like they I wanted remember. to. LeBron didn't want to play the four. He didn't want to be labeled as a four, even though he was being used as a four in a lot of those minutes. Um, he did not want to be to play the four. So, I, I think Udonis was asked about that today, kind of like why guys don't want to play the four, and he's like, well, it's just a different like. Different style of basketball. All these guys well, are like, I get, like guards, I get if you don't you know, want to play the
0: four, I get if you don't want to play the four in nineteen ninety-seven, where like you're getting yeah. punched in the nose like eight times a game and you score twelve points and get 17 rebounds, but that's I mean that has not been the four in the NBA for a decade. <laughs> four. It <basically coughs> has not been what the four is. Basically, since LeBron James switched to the four in Miami. Yeah.
1: It's totally yeah, changed I mean, what the position is. I, I I agree. I, I think whether Jimmy wants it or not, I don't think it's smart to probably play him at the four for thirty-five minutes a game because it's gonna wear him down, right? Because it's just a more you physical have, style he has to play. Big. Yes, you do yeah. have to go up against you, bigger guys. You're gonna to have to be going up against bigger guys, you have to be going in there to get you know more rebounds and that's going to be more of an emphasis. Um so I think it's better for Jimmy not to play like all of his minutes at the four, but I do think late in games. Heat and all you know, they're they're gonna put their five best players in the court. And a lot of times it's gonna be Jimmy, Bam, Kyle, Tyler, and Max. You know, and Jimmy and that lineup is gonna be playing the four. So he probably won't start at the four, but he'll probably end a lot of games at that spot, whether he likes it or not.
0: Yeah, it's positionless basketball, obviously. Yeah,
1: and and I think that was another, like, storyline of yesterday. Like, I asked Caleb Martin, like, we keep asking about replacing P.J. Tucker and starting at the four and what adjustment you have to make. But, like, do you feel like it's just overblown just because of the way you guys play? And he's like, yeah, totally. Like, I might be guarding point guards as much as I'm guarding, like, forwards. Like, it's just the way we play, we switch everything. And, yeah, I'll be having to, like, do a couple different things. But for the most part it's not like I'm guarding, you know, a four all game. Um, that's not just that's not the style we play. And we help so much that I'm usually not an island in the post uh, whenever I am guarding a bigger player. So it shouldn't be an issue. So I think a lot of the guys think it's a little bit overblown because, like you said, the Heat do play a lot of positionless basketball and they switch so much that, um, you know, it's not the traditional thinking of, okay, we need a four to guard four. Yeah. It's not, not the way they play.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, most teams in the NBA now, if you look at their rot, uh, the way they're like the the lineups for good teams, there's like a big man, there's two forwards and there's two perimeter guys or like a point, a true point guard in some teams cases, two wings or really three wings slash forwards and a big man. Like it's the center is kind of the only position. And I guess point guard, if you're going to play point that player. way and the Heat don't even play that way. They, they do a little bit when, more with Kyle Lowry, obviously, but like. Jimmy Butler is going to be the four and the point guard, just like LeBron James is the four and the point guard, just like Giannis is sometimes yeah. the four and the point guard. Like, that's just the way stars work. The four. Um, if you're not a center, the four is kind of the, it's kind of just like your defensive position in, in a lot of ways. It's your biggest, strongest, most athletic guy. Um, and then those guys also a lot of times end up being the point guard basically also. So, uh,
1: yeah. yeah, it I, I, feels very I, of,
0: overblown to me.
1: Yeah, and and one point to that is like I was saying to Caleb yesterday, media Day, a little bit alone, um, away from like the the scrum, and he was saying he made a good point. Like PJ, for all he did last year, was never a guy that was gonna get a rebound and push it, right? Right. Like that just wasn't his game. If the Heat start a lineup of like Kyle, Tyler, Jimmy, Caleb, Bam, all five of those guys can get a rebound and yeah. push it on the court, like that's gonna be pretty unique, um, just in that sense. And he's like, I can. Yeah, I don't do everything Jimmy does, right? I mean, PJ does, and I'm not going to try to copy him because he's great at what, you know, his role. But I can do some stuff that he can't do. And that's one of the things, you know, and also attacking closeouts, right? If they, if they try to close out on the corner three or something, Caleb has the ability to make a play off the dribble and the athleticism to finish um, that PJ just did it. Um, so P- Caleb will bring something unique um, to that spot.
0: Yeah, and he and Jimmy, in a lot of ways, I still think, complement each other well, where Jimmy is big and strong and physical and probably not quite the athlete he used to be, although still probably an underrated athlete, honestly. And Caleb Martin is one of the freakiest athletes in the NBA. He's basically LeBron James when he dunks.
1: I mean, we've covered that. Yeah, see, I I, got to tell him that, actually. Yeah, you should tell him that. that. You know who you you remind me of, Caleb Martin? You know who you remind me of? (laughs) LeBron James.
0: (laughs) Um. Speaking of power forward, I guess we should quickly hit on Jay Crowder, um, like seemingly being very, very available and not going to be in camp with the Suns. Um, obviously, that he was a name tied to the Heat a lot um, throughout the the summer, um, particularly before I think Kevin Durant became available. He was like a, a name that I think Heat fans were really interested in. Um, any, any chance the Heat would circle back there, or is are you maybe it, would that be a around New Year's, once they kind of know what they're doing, if, if Jay's still
1: available. Yeah, I, I do know that there's definite mutual interest, right? Yeah. I know Jay likes it in Miami. That's well documented. He has spends a lot of his off-seasons here. Um, he liked his experience here. The Heat would take Jay back in a heartbeat if they could, right? He feels a need for them, and they liked him when he was here. It was very important to that run to the finals. But the numbers are just tough to make this work. Um, he's on an expiring contract of 10.2 million. So essentially got it done. You have to trade Duncan Robinson. Um, yeah. And I don't know why Phoenix would do that and eat that money. When Jay's on an expiring deal and you're taking on longer, you know, money for a couple more years with Duncan, um, would you attach a fresh round pick to that? I don't know if they want to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're, you, you know, you're dealing an asset away for Jay who would fit a need, but he's also an older player. Um, and he'd have been in this mode of trying to stock up assets for a huge move. So I don't know if that this is the move to do it uh, and, and waste a pick. So it's it just tough because, yeah, if he could get it done by trading two minimum contracts or even three minimum contracts, then I think they'd probably do it. But even three minimum contracts is not enough. And would Phoenix even do a three-for-one trade for Jake Crowder? I, I don't know. Maybe they like one of the Heat's young players. But it's just the numbers are – and the salary matching—it's um, just very tricky uh, with this type of deal, just because of Heat's roster and the way the salaries are constructed, and then Jay being, you know, that number of ten point two million.
0: Yeah, it's also just kind of interesting to me that he's so widely available, considering. Yeah, I didn't a title expect defender.
1: that. I mean, I guess I, I know he
0: kind of fell out of favor for them. I don't think he was playing a ton in the playoffs um, and not well. Um, I think he really kind of fell off toward the end of last year. But yeah, like it's—it's it's not like a like a kind of. So Boyan got traded last week, Boyan Bogdanovich, and it was like not mm. a big haul for Utah and like I was I mean obviously the Heat weren't interested or like they could have made a similar trade probably, but like
1: I thought interesting. would have been interesting. For I thought a guy
0: like that would have made a lot of sense yeah. and then, you know when you when you're trying to like pick apart a tanking team, scrap a tanking team for parts it's easier to get a guy than it is when like Phoenix is not just going to give Jay Crowder away when they're you know, not they're they're not interested in a bunch of future first round picks. Their their window is right. now, at least as far as we can tell. You know, maybe maybe that loss at the end of last year, like, is a turning point for them. But right now, it's gonna be tough.
1: My my feeling around all this is like I don't think the Heat need to make a move right now. I think they can try it to like they figure they feel out. Good about and what they see- have. Yeah, and, and why? I mean, I think they're fine. They're gonna be a good regular season team. I don't think the power forward issue is that big of a problem in the regular season when you're just going up against, you know, most teams don't have a power forward that can make you pay for that. Right? Yeah. If you're matching up against Milwaukee in the playoffs, that's a problem. But they would have like six months until they have to worry about that. So I think for now you see what you have, um, you evaluate and maybe someone else becomes available between now and the trade deadline in, yeah. in a few months. And maybe in January, February, when more guys are eligible to be traded, they make that move. But right now I just don't feel the urgency for the, from the heat that they're going to, Try everything they can to get Jay Crowder. As much as they would love him, um, I think they're going to wait. They're going to take a wait and see approach and kind of see what this roster can do early on.
0: All right. Anything? Uh, anything we didn't hit on for Media Day that you feel like we should mention here?
1: Um. Oh, Eric Spolstra wasn't there.
0: Yeah, I guess we didn't even mention that.
1: For Congrats his, to the Spolstra uh, family. Yes. Yeah. Congrats. He also. Shows. He, he also missed the first day of practice um, on Tuesday, so Chris Quinn was his substitute teacher on the first day, which is kind of unique. On Chris Quinn's 39th birthday.
0: Ah, happy birthday, um, Chris Quinn!
1: Yeah. So, but Eric Boulstra is expected back on Wednesday, um, so he'll be back. But yeah, he was not on, there for me today. He was not at the first practice, so we have yet to speak to uh, Coach Coach Bolscher so far.
0: Um. First day of practice down in the Bahamas, anything uh, of note? First day of practice, it's like kind of the first day of school, right? Yeah, like, it's like so everything it's was, was great, everyone's yeah. playing
1: great, it was great to get back with the guys, you know, the cliche. I mean Udonis Haslam, he gave a he gave a nickname or he labeled his final season the last ride. Okay. So there's that. Good. Yeah. And then he said the last ride of my Chevy and left. Which is a very, very Miami thing. I think I tweeted it right after. <laughs> the last ride in my Chevy. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could tell you, Don's a little bit emotional talking about it mm-hmm. just because it is his final first day of camp, right? And he's done a lot of yeah. reflecting. Um, he was like, I've thought back to 2003, my first camp, and how different things are now. Yeah. How different I am now. You how long his shorts on. were. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> There's pictures of back then of him and, like Dwayne Wade dressed like such a different style than I had before. Um. Yeah, and it's just been an emotional time for for Udonis, as he's said many times, with his his dad passing away last year, and just kind of trying to cope with that and trying to make the decision whether he wanted to come back and you know fulfill what his dad wanted for him and all that. So I think it's just all sinking in for Udonis. Um, and he spoke after the first day of practice, and you could you could tell um that he was trying to really embrace the moment.
0: What UD played before? Well, how about that?
1: Me, my. He might have to. If there's an injury or two, I mean, it's like, well, it's it of like
0: the most he played, I yeah. felt like, in like a long time, right?
1: They, because there was a stretch where like PJ was out and they were like starting KZ, I think, and then KZ didn't play well. Yeah, obviously just there's like a like, Just put UD team. in there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, UD was, I remember like UD, there was one point like he kind of took a charge. He made like a layup. He was, gave him like five solid minutes. You remember that game in Miami? Like the crowd yeah. just went crazy. Yeah. Um,
0: I wonder if we're going to get more more moments like that this year. We're like, knowing it's the last year. um, I'm sure he, knowing it's, you know, we know how like psychotic he is like knowing he knows it's the last year and he (laughs) has to be able to contribute a little bit. Right. Like, you know, like leave it all on the floor basically and in the weight room, all that kind of stuff. I wonder if we'll get a couple more of the, obviously like I assume the last, home game of the regular season is going to be UD day, but. Um, Unless you
1: are fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's going to make it tricky, right? It's yeah. not like it could be like Dwayne Wade day, like where it was yeah. like, he was your sixth man and like a key part yeah. of the team. Like it'll, it'll be an interesting uh, last ride. I, I think that's, it's, it's a, going to be an underrated story. I think league wide, it won't be obviously here in Miami, but. Right.
1: Um, Miami will be a big deal. Yeah.
0: But it'll, it'll be. But one funny. How it, one funny. Kind of it gets throughout the year.
1: One funny UD comment from today. that I just remembered. Someone asked him about like Jimmy not wanting to play the four, and he goes, "I'll play the four. I'll, I just want to <laughs> play. I don't care where I play." <laughs> so like you're right, like Jimmy Ud doesn't care. Like he'll play the four, he'll play the three, he'll play the two. It doesn't care. Yeah. Um. He just wants to get out there and play. And I think, you know, obviously he's not going to be a con- probably a consistent member of the rotation, but there will be mo- he'll have his moments. Um, because you know Eric Bush is good about that of really trying to make that we saw with Dwayne Wade, right? Like trying right. to make that final season special. Uh, and they'll, they'll find moments to, to make that happen, especially in Miami.
0: All right. Uh, I think that about wraps things up. Uh, you can follow Anthony on Twitter at Anthony underscore Chang. He's down in the Bahamas this week for the first couple of days of heat training camp. Uh, then he'll be back in Miami. And by the time we record next week, we'll have a preseason game to talk about, right? I think they we will they open things yeah, up on October 4th next Tuesday. So yeah. um We'll 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 come back next week talk about what we learned from the first preseason game if we learn anything.
1: Um, but a lot of starter lineup talk. I'm I'm predicting in the future like who started that game, what does it mean? Like I, we're gonna have a lot of that this year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we got a, we got a lot of a lot of shows to fill uh, throughout yeah, this season. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at dbwilson2. Um, damn, hockey's back, basketball's back, football's going on. Although I think. Uh, anthony would rather ignore uh what, what's going People's on what's going on Coral Gables right now? but how about those dolphins
1: dolphins i saw i heard the nfl started i didn't see the that college football started. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right uh that'll wrap things up thanks as always for listening and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week